0: Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by The Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today is Eddie. How's it going, Eddie?
1: Not too bad. That's good. Hectic couple weeks with, you know, those pesky holidays popping up and getting in the way.
0: Yes, I feel ya. It's been a bit of a whirlwind, but it's not really the holidays until we've got some holiday themed characters and no that is not some sort of uh hint at what we're going to be talking about this week because we we still don't have those special heroes but um you can hear them you can hear them jingling somewhere over in intelligence systems uh
1: somewhere but yeah is still hasn't told us what's going on this month so we don't even know when those guys are showing up
0: well i'm sure you know what this time next week hopefully we'll be jingling all about them jangles, and uh, we'll talk about that. I mean, we're I guess we are going to talk a little bit about it later on, but uh, not specifics, because we don't know anything. But what we do know is that I have a little bit of an update for our Extra Life-sponsored game club coming up. So we're asking our lovely listeners to donate to Eddie or I on the TGI Extra Life team, bit.ly slash TGI Extra Life 2019. $10 or more. Allows you to vote for our next game club. Make sure you check the show notes for uh, restrictions and guidelines. Nothing too crazy. Pretty standard stuff. But uh, voting does close in a couple weeks, December 31st. And the update is that Sacred Stones is in the lead with now two votes. We have a tie for The Root. One for Erica and one for Ephraim. Now, Eddie, I've never played Sacred Stones, but... It seems there's a route in those games, uh, I was not aware of. So,
1: well, I'd seen from somewhere that yeah, they are, do have a split off. Um, from what I, I've, I've like restart. I've started it since I got it on my um Wii U a while ago, and it like starts with Erica. I think eventually you bump into Ephraim, and then you either continue with Erica or go off with Ephraim or something. I don't know for sure, but I guess there is. A couple chapters where you're either playing as erica or as Ephraim.
0: Mm-hmm. So, well we'll have to uh we'll have to wait until the voting closes at the end of december to determine what our path will be but uh if you've been holding on to your vote and you're still thinking and you despise sacred stones well you have a way forward that includes donating some something to uh, a great cause which is extra life so definitely check the show notes for details and um We really appreciate all the support that we've uh, garnered so far. Eddie, we've got a big episode this week because we've got book four. But before we talk about that and all the wonders that it brings, including... um, Well, we'll talk about it. Uh, And that's not a hint. But we've got some banners to go through. We've got the weekly revival banner with Ryoma, Hanoka, and Takumi. Heroes with Link skills going until the 9th of December. Erica and Innes' battle goes into the 11th, and finally Book 4 begins. Peony and more goes until Christmas Day. What a lovely thing. Yes. Eddie, how'd you do in your summoning over the last uh, couple uh, weeks?
1: Yep, I wasn't here for the mini, so um, I do have a quick update from back then. I did not getting the Black Friday bundles and hunted red on the Altina banner. I did manage to get an early Sothis. Uh, then Marth kept... Uh, you know, flying uh, lady blocking me uh, with three interruptions. Uh, But I did finally get an Altina, who I didn't even realize was flying until I went to use her. Mm -hmm. Uh, But by the time the new banner came out, I was at about 100 orbs, farmed up my free tickets, focused on blue. Uh, Nothing off of the tickets, uh, but I decided to keep going until I got a pity break. I uh, have I should probably try and break especially when I really care as little about the banner like I did about this one I mean I would have liked the spare peony which I did actually eventually manage to get um but it's like yeah I'm not really interested in any other heroes the most interesting one was the uh for me was the Rehash Marita and wasn't even going to think about trying for her with the evil lurking in there mm hmm Uh, But, uh, you know, I mentioned this in Discord. When I saw Peony is going to be on this banner, I was like, so does this mean we have our first main character just sitting in the normal summoning pool before I watch the banner? And I was quite happy to see that she is actually a mythic hero and won't be that impossible to try and get plus 10. Not that I'm going to really try hard, but. Like after those three Marths on the Altina banner, I'm at like plus seven or eight on him, I think. <laughs> wow, so that's a pretty here, strong uh, pretty legendary.
0: Me when yeah, yeah. Well, you've I think gotta... I've got kind
1: of maxed out. Um, Robin felt Grima. Uh, oh wow, legendary Robin. So
0: solid. Well, I uh, I'm glad you you did. you know I I feel your pain with the sort of. With the and I think this is totally on purpose. With the forging bond tickets, I will sometimes find that at the very minimum the banner's gone up to a three point two five percent pity or uh, for five stars. And kind
1: of how it works with the one free summon and four extra free summons. You've summoned five times, which means if you didn't get anything, it'll go up to three point two five.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying, and that I know it's not a lot. But I sometimes feel the same way. It's like, you know what? I kind of want to waste this. I'm going to go until I get it. But really, like you said, it's it's minimal in terms of uh, the effort you've put in. Like, you've only spent 20 orbs to get to that point. So, again, if you're not interested in the banner, like for yep.
1: me. Like, if you just do the um, free summons and don't pull anything extra, you spent nothing to get to that point. So, there's really no reason to... Spend any orbs, especially if you don't care about the characters.
0: Yeah, and uh, and personally, I mean, one, I I survived a whole year with uh with a normal air, the free one I got, and I was fine. So I'm kind of cool with the free peony, and and to be honest, I I really haven't touched uh the banner outside of, I think maybe I, I think maybe I completed, um, the colors I was going for, so blue and red. I kind of just fill those out as I go, which is probably more reason to kind of keep going because i'm actually putting orbs into it but i I have a feeling once i go through the forging bonds tickets and i don't get anything i'll probably be fine to move on uh these these characters i I agree with you i think we'll talk about the heroes in a bit but i think the the normal marita i was trying to remember why she looks so familiar and it's literally a a palette swap in terms of just remove let's just uh let's just remove the layer that that guy added with the purple okay perfect she's good throw her in um, right. kind of. Yeah. I know that's not exactly what happened, but it it it, it certainly looks like that. Um, it kind
1: of is, but she is also kind of the same character. I mean, actually, she's the most interesting uh, conversation chain in the forging bonds. because um, yeah. you know she's sitting there talking to her fallen self, since her fallen self is in this world. You know, herself from an alternate timeline where either she has yet to be freed from the evil blade or has you know chosen to not be freed and trying to convince her save herself from her from the blade her former self
0: yeah no i i've experienced a bit of her forging bond and i i think it's a really cool uh approach for them and and i i think they're so yeah with the forging bond stuff you, you see these storylines that they pr- produce with uh, with Marita. It's like, oh, man, these are really great. And then you see the storyline with, um, I think it's Ocean, literally a story about them starting an axe club. I mean... That that was one of
1: my favorite, second favorite, because that I was know. just fun. It, I mean, it was... yeah, it's
0: not great. It's
1: not amazing. It's not deep. It's just kind of fun. And, you know, Anna being, I don't know if you finish it, but Anna's little trick at the end there,
0: I haven't finished no. it yet, but I, I. Yeah. It's it's silly. The first one was like I thought it was funny, but the it's second silly, one. Silly,
1: kinda... but it's fun, you know. Yeah, I mean,
0: I I, I want them to do some fun stuff, I'll and be I guess. Honest, when I thought... Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, no. I was just gonna say I, I want them to do fun stuff as well. I don't want them to just be serious, and I think it yeah. just it felt a little. It, it felt like the polar opposite of what they were doing with Marita, so it was a little jarring. But I I, I can see where yeah. you're coming from, and it being. And I'll admit
1: the second uh round or second story was one of my favorites with Legion. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Legion. Legion was just hilarious.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you enjoyed it for sure. I I, I think maybe I I needed to be in the right sort of mindset to enjoy it. But I I think that uh I think that they've been having a lot of fun with those forging bonds and I want them to continue. And now, like I said, I haven't really summoned much. Um I'm I was saving my orbs. I did buy the black friday bundle for the 25 orbs i think it would kind of it'd been a oh, while since i bought amazing deal it, it was a good or deal wise. um price wise yeah and i already had the heroes for the you're, other bundles
1: you're getting more free orbs than you're
0: paying for with
1: that bundle so yeah i'd say it's an amazing deal
0: yeah and i you're think
1: 13 free orbs for paying for 12 orbs.
0: exactly so... oh and i i feel like in the past, when I've discussed purchasing things in this game, it's always been, it's got to be a stellar value for me because I really do find the orbs overpriced. And and I think even even when people do the math and like, yeah, if you buy these 100 orbs and get this hero for free, that's that's good because y- it might cost you more than 100 orbs to get that hero. And if you really want it, you might as well fork over the $140 Canadian. But to me, it's always been, no, present me with something of really good value and being black friday uh i would you know when people are saying oh there's going to be a black friday deal and i'm like okay it's not going to be anything crazy but you know for 12 dollars, it actually i think it worked out to be about 13 dollars canadian to get 25 war it was like i do like the game i want to support it i want it to be successful and i know in order for that to happen we need to buy stuff um and i don't buy stuff very often in the game so i felt kind of like okay here's your uh here's your change in the jar for the year you know um makes me sound super cheap but honestly um mm. it's it, it is a free-to-play game and they they yeah
1: free to play game and if you let yourself go too far you may end up spending way more than you want to
0: and i would and totally do that and so, i mean i mean, feel yeah.
1: yeah for the characters if you don't have them and you really want them you know it's definitely a decent deal it's probably potentially cheaper than it would be cost otherwise uh, you know like i spent a bunch of orbs trying to get altina i probably spent more orbs in, but i at least got two bonus characters they're neutral if i didn't have them that's still better than nothing
0: mm-hmm. you know well i think for me and i've experienced this and I've, I've told this story before so i apologize for folks who've been around this with us for a while but with overwatch Um, that's a paid game. It has loot boxes. And back when it started, I was like, oh, I really want, you know, a couple of these skins. So I bought a bunch of loot boxes, I think $80 worth, and I didn't get the skins I wanted. Um, I know I could use the currency that I got from duplicates to buy. I think at that point, they weren't letting you buy the skins. I may be misremembering it.
1: Uh, if it was a special event skin early on, they weren't letting you buy them. Yeah. So it was a normal base skin, then you could buy them from the start.
0: It was definitely a special skin. And yeah, so it was early. It was like, I think the first banner they did banner, the first event, I think it was the summer uh, Olympics. And, uh, I was just so turned off by the experience and kind of like disgusted with the game, but also just like weirdly upset with myself. So I just stopped playing and I, you know, at the time it was still a pretty popular game amongst my gaming friends. So I was still enjoying it, but I just couldn't, I couldn't jump back in. I maybe went, back in for a couple games here and there to experience it but and i don't want that to happen with summoners call so i'm very or well both summoners call and Fire Emblem heroes i'm very cognizant of the fact that i want to keep enjoying this game so i have to be very cautious about putting money into it and i feel like that base black friday deal was a really good option for me to be able to reward okay this is a deal i want you guys to do more of this so i'm putting my money where my mouth is and and purchasing voting with my dollars you know so uh but if i would if, if, again if you're buying orbs no matter what those big bundles uh where you're just you're buying the orbs and you get some heroes thrown in that's a good deal because you're probably going to buy them either way you might as well just wait and purchase when they do a bundle. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for me, it was like, you know, I'm probably going to buy some orbs for this, you know, season, Christmas season and all. Mm -hmm. And if I get these and I am able to not spend any more after that, uh, great. That saves me a bit of money, you know. So it was kind of worth it for me because I do tend to buy orbs more than you do. Mm -hmm. and Sometimes I have that crappy look. Sometimes I don't, Um, you know we got that Christmas banner coming up and I'm building back up and maybe I won't have to spend orbs. most likely I'll probably have to buy a few more orbs if I want to get all, all the Christmas units. Uh, but since we don't have a calendar yet, we have no clue exactly what's coming up this week or when exactly the Christmas banner is coming out. Yeah. So,
0: Yep, no, no news on a calendar, but uh, as soon as we have it, we will throw it in the Discord. We won't be able to talk about it this episode, but uh, we will yeah. make make a note in the Discord. So, uh, But we are going to talk about Book 4, the, the, the thing we've been waiting for for some time. And, uh, oh, it's going to be, there's going to be some chats, because there's a lot to okay. unpack here.
1: We um, got the surprise for your channel. Mm -hmm. not really surprised we were all expecting it so
0: we were expecting it at some point the surprise that ooh they give us a heads up no they literally just post the youtube video and i and i it was 20 minutes so i i um i ended up leafing through it because i because i (laughs) i started watching it late i can't remember what i was doing when it was posted but i i'd got to it late so i kind of just scrolled through it to get to the parts that i wanted to watch normally i'm cool to watch the whole thing but uh
1: I, I was as at work as usual and had plenty of downtime because it wasn't that busy that night. So I watched it probably an hour or so after it had dropped. Like, the mm-hmm. first thing I saw when I glanced in was the new banner. And I'm like, oh, new banner, but no Fae Channel. Okay. Then I scrolled down and realized, oh, wait, there is a Fae Channel. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the uh, Faye Channel that dropped this week introduced us to book four and our new heroine uh, for it, Peony. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, Is it Peony? I know we got a lot of pronunciations. I don't
1: think we heard it mentioned out loud. Oh, Uh, we didn't. They might have mentioned it in the Faye channel, and I think she said Peony.
0: Okay, perfect. Well, uh, this book seems to take place in the world of dreams between the... And there were pronunciations for this, but I did not freshen up before the show, so this is going to be bad. Uh, Yosalver, Yosolver. And Dokulfar that's not good i don't think that was good Dokulfar yeah. seems pretty close though
1: yeah i think that's roughly you know it's not doc but Dokulfar, i think is how they pronounce it
0: I could okay dokufar and you'll you'll yos 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 alfar i don't know anyways uh yeah we're gonna talk about all that but uh first we're gonna kick things off with the brand new mythic hero straight out of book four eddie take it away
1: and just a quick mention is the Dokulfar are the enemies that uh, Loki name-dropped in the Xenologue. Uh, but right. Oh, yeah. We do have that new new mythic, turns out she is a mythic hero, even though she's on a normal banner for once, of Peony, Sweet Dream. Uh, as mentioned before, Peony is the new heroine of Book 4 and is a, a Leosifar, Leosilfar, I believe is how she, they pronounce it in the thing from Leosil sulfheimer That one's even harder because you have an FH there. Um, who we meet at the end of Chapter 1 as a free unit for this book. She is a light, mythic, blue, flying, dancer, tome unit who comes with her weapon, Flower of Joy, which, it grants, which grants attack and speed plus 3 to any ally in a cardinal direction from her during their combat. Her dance skill is called Gentle Dream. Uh, and like all sing and dance skills, it does not work on other singers or dancers. So if you have the Singer dance on a unit, it does not work on them and grants an extra move and attack uh, for that round, uh, that turn only. Uh, however, it also grants the unit she uses it on and any allies in cardinal directions of both her and her target, plus three to the four main stats, attack, speed, defense, and resistance. Uh, not including herself. Uh, so it gives a plus 3 bo- boost to all stats there. Uh, she also has a new tier 4 skill of Fortify Resistance, which grants resistance plus 7 to adjacent allies at the start of the turn. Uh, and she rounds out her skills with b Dual Flying and Aerobatics.
0: Nice. So a uh, pretty so, heavy kit in terms of this being a well, brand new pretty- myth- free mythic hero.
1: Yeah, a uh, nice boost to her singing dancing. I mean, uh, if you st- start next to her, if you can end the turn with, or, you know, play that turn out with a plus 10 to your resistance, as well as potentially up to plus 6 to both attack and speed, you know, mm-hmm. if she sings on you.
0: Yeah. So. Well, it's interesting. So, um, obviously, her being you know a free mythic hero how do you feel she stacks up to to air is she going to be the new sort of hero that you throw into your team sort of to keep her Uh, I never
1: threw air in that much to begin with oh yeah Um, okay i was playing through the story chapters i threw her in and she ended up dying a couple times because uh even with the plus one that cleared up her minus hp of the one i pulled um she was kind of low on health and not hitting hard enough early on to some of those guys, some of the guys we were fighting. Uh, sometimes it was just bad matchups and all that. But um, overall, I mean, I think once you get her up and running with all her skills, probably be pretty useful.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I mean, yeah. part of me it finds, I find it hard to be uh, thrilled by a fortify skill. You know, even a tier four version of it, mm-hmm. it has its uses, especially if you're trying to counter a specific thing. But
0: yeah. well, that's good. No, I, 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 mean, it's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think I threw air in. I think Fjorm was really, truly an asset. Um, I think where where air sort of struggled was being vulnerable to archers. Um, mm-hmm peony being now she is flying now does she have protection against
1: uh uh peony doesn't altina did yeah i think i looked back and saw but peony i didn't see any protection for archers or uh, distant counter or anything like or close counter or anything like that um you know so yeah but peony definitely looks like she is gonna excel uh once you get her maxed out sitting on the back line yeah sitting in the back and dancing for people and staying within you know cardinal directions of them so she can give all those boosts without putting herself too far up front in in danger
0: that makes sense yeah because you don't and probably not great a great asset for auto battle because she is going to run out there and I mean, yeah. do they even? They don't even dance in auto battle, right? Like, I think they dance. Or they dance. Yeah, yeah. They don't yeah, heal. Yeah, they do
1: dance because it causes many issues when I'm trying to level up dancers in Tempest Trials. Oh, and I see. They don't attack. At, they're sitting out there dancing and never attacking, and it's like, kill some people, so I'm <laughs> dancing and dying.
0: <laughs> but this is what I was made to do. I must dance yeah. for my people. I'm trying to level you up. Hmm. <laughs> That was a a play in two acts. Uh, no, I will dance. I die, the end. Uh, well, let's uh let's let's talk about the the story chapters, um, and then we can talk about our overall reaction. I guess as we're going forward, because uh, this is a, a sharp turn from the last book. Uh, I mean, so far, you know, uh, we'll get uh, to that.
1: I think actual story wise, not horribly sharp turn. No. But-
0: setting and look and feel definitely i would say and um,
1: cinematics
0: yes definitely yeah different. well let's talk about chapter one which launches with henriette returning and sending us to investigate a sleeping sickness in the outskirts of asker where entire villages are sleeping but not waking and seem to be suffering nightmares before we leave she gives us a special sensor that is meant to protect us if the sleeping sickness is airborne which, if the guards and healers are able to try and help uh, the sleeping villages, it doesn't seem to be likely. But let's not bring logic into this. No, let's let's leave logic at the door here. This is a this is literally going to be a book about fairies. Uh, and we head out, bumping into Loki on the way as we get close. Uh, Alphonse activates the sensor, and everyone falls asleep immediately. Where we see a bizarre world where Gustav is alive, but has the sleeping sickness, and Zacharias and Veronica are there. Un- uh, sorry, united in trying to destroy Asker, after defeating them, Peony shows up and chases the nightmares away, introducing herself as a Yul Yulsalvar Yolsafar or Light Elf, which I will f- refer to them as Light Elf from now on, uh, of, oh gosh, uh, Yul, Yul yeah. Anyways, a uh, pretty beefy first chapter, but, um, I, I, I it is a new enemy. We don't know the true enemy in, in chapter one. I don't think we get it in chapter two either. We don't know the sort of
1: Get one of the far in chapter two.
0: Sure. We we get we get faceless bad guy number one, but we don't have like the method or we don't have the uh the sort of the reason behind what's happening the the main sort of driving force that is causing these these characters to suddenly invade with hell it made a lot it it, we understood with suitor we understood in this we're kind of left i was left wanting to know like okay why is this happening i know there's a why and they're going to give us that answer very soon but yeah less info up front So, so far
1: so yeah for um And some of this we can discuss after chapter two, but it's, yeah, it's definitely more of a figuring out what's going on. Uh, Kind of like book three was kind of figuring out what was going on, as was book two, you know, it's like the first chapter or two is trying to figure out what's going on. Um, We had the, uh, you know, the cinematics in the, first two books in the overall explanation of what's going on made a lot more sense to us in books two and three. Uh, you know, like book two, there's this guy trying to just wipe out everyone because he likes to burn things or you're weak if he burns you. I guess but it was... I sort of didn't have much reasoning behind his desires but he just wanted to burn everything
0: yeah like book one and two were very were very one note in that like i bad i kill you guys next you know book three had a a little more nuance to it and and you're right early on we were trying to figure out what was going on but i but i still felt like it laid out the cards like hell wanted to destroy all life uh air was sent over as a spy she was she had been clearly Mm -hmm. abused by her by her mother um you know uh, papa askers giving you know alphonse a hard time I, I could be misremembering but i believe that was all sort of unveiled in the first two books
1: papa askers hassling alphonse early on because he feels that alphonse is not properly prepared to be a king and make the tough decisions if that makes sense yeah kind of yeah um, like Book two, yeah, it was straightforward. I bad, I burn. Book three was somewhat similar, but we never got an explanation of why Hell was invading. Hell was just killing people because killing people gave her more power. Why did she want more power? We never found that out. Mm. We still have no clue why Hell was so hell bent on, you know, not just accepting taking the dead, she was hell bent on getting more power.
0: So do you think maybe maybe the sharp turn and I've got nothing against like the aesthetics that they're presenting with book four. It is very different. It's definitely a dreamland sort of, um, you know, literal, uh, you know, fairies flying around and causing havoc. Um, That's fine. Uh, It feels very. It feels I don't want to say it feels I kind of want to say it feels very unfire Emblem like. But then I remember that we have characters of, you know, people who are like half bunnies and then people who turn into like wolves and then literal like dragon people. It's I guess it's not a far it's, stretch, but it feels out there. I mean,
1: if you really want to look at it, all of Fire Emblem Heroes is not very Fire Emblem. True. We have yet to encounter a Fire Emblem. Um, we've gotten hints that there are dragons that... Founded Asker and Embla, and that's why you know, in typical we're fighting. But aside from the fact that it's a war and a large cast of characters, and original character wise, very limited in this, and depending on who you ask, they want even fewer original characters. They'd much rather bring in all the old ones, which is kind of the focus of the game. So I understand that uh, sentiment. It's you know this is probably maybe aside from warriors the least fire emblem fire emblem you know so because yeah we still haven't encountered any kind of fire emblem or anything like that um, as far as this chapter goes um, or this book goes I'd want I want to quickly go over chapter two quickly mm-hmm. uh, then I'll explain fully my thoughts on what we know about book four what they've given us about book four so far. So, uh, chapter two, it starts with Peony explaining that uh, as people get old, uh, because Alphonse and Sharina or Alphonse is confused as who Peony is, she explains to him that as they get older, they forget about the world of dreams and the light elves that live there, the Yosif Yosifar that live there. Um, And quickly find Sharina and Anna, and they realize that Uh, The summoner, you, are not there. And they start looking for you. uh, With Alphonse at one point attempting to wish for you to appear, uh, but being too grown up for it to work. As they travel, Shirena seems to sort of remember Peony from something. Uh, Peony acts a little shady about it, Mm -hmm. um, but suggests (laughs) it just must be from a dream in the past, which Shirena accepts. Uh, Eventually, they meet Triandra, a dokulphar sent by lady freya to spread nightmares in yosilfimer after we defeat her we find a bunch of beds uh which we are uh which alphonse and co are supposed to use to enter the dream within the dream to meet king Freyr, the lord of yosilfimer after they fall asleep alphonse as it or as they are falling asleep, Alphonse seems to have a niggling memory from his past about Peony as well. Uh, she continues to seem a little iffy. Uh, after they fall asleep, uh, Peony is happy that they trust her and will try to earn that trust and offer that tru- offer her trust in return. So, you know, with that, we find the Dokulfar and Lady Freya Uh, who seems to be the lord or leader of the Dokulfar, has sent Triandra, to, who is a nightmare, to spread nightmares. So from what I gather of the story, from what the two chapters in the video explains, is the Dokulfar are trying to take over and or destroy uh, Leosophimer. Uh, Why that's spilling over to our world, I have no clue. Why it's affecting humans, I'm not sure. But it seems Freya wants to defeat and kill Freyr and the light elves.
0: Hmm.
1: You know, yeah, yeah. Want to introduce Freya before I explain my feelings, you know, thoughts on the story.
0: Uh, I think I think you're right. Like the uh, uh, chapter two gives us a lot more, and I think we start to understand. And now that you've refreshed my memory, it gives us more details on the world we've now entered. Um,
1: and you kind of see it in the opening video. You see, you know, us show up, go talk to Freyr, who I'm guessing is that you know fancy guy, and then he notices and that the darkness from the dark elves is leaking in and does something to knock us away or something in the video Mm -hmm. so it kind of looks like the dark elves are trying to take over the you know light elf world and why we don't know we'll hopefully figure some explanation out but based on the previous books I would not be surprised if there are plenty of holes within that explanation or just it's never given as to why they're trying to take
0: over they do like to drop books and just be like moving on. Um, I wonder if we get like an all-star book, like maybe book 4 we'll be like, Hey, now we're, now it's the all-stars. We're going to go back. And this is why we've been leaving these loose threads. Not because we don't want to finish stories, but it's because we were saving them all for this big crossover.
1: Well, yeah, I actually don't disagree with that with Thor and Loki. Uh, and just, them and the threads they're dropping there, I feel like you know there's something worse behind all of this that we don't know about. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. And Thor and Loki have been sent to help shape us into weapons that are strong enough to stand up against this thing that's coming by the Alphador. Is my best guess. That's something I kind of felt about for Loki since you know book two uh, it's like yeah I don't think she's part of Surtur's crew and the fact that she's continued on kind of suggests conti- you know it confirms that and Thor's appearance in Thor and Loki's interactions also kind of further seems to confirm that in my mind
0: yeah, and in the last Xenologue, didn't we get that instance where Thrasier and Leif showed up with Loki or Thor, I think, and they're like, hey, in, you're going to watch the... this kind of thing? Yep.
1: In the story around uh, around the actual Xenologue map, uh, Thrasir and Leif showed... Uh, Thor comes to Thrasir and Leif and recruits them to work with Thor. Um, and in Loki's, in the actual map of the xenologue loki's like i'm not your enemy after you after the far show up and you understand come talk to me and you know come back and talk to me again you know so kind of further suggests what my theory was you know mm-hmm. that maybe they're trying to help shape us uh especially with the new mode we'll discuss quickly if you popped into it you saw a little opening video uh opening discussion but we can cover that quickly while we, when we get down there
0: hmm. so well i i think it's in, like here's the thing i like others were shocked by the the sort of um difference between book four and three's feel however where, what i will what state do you mean
1: you mean they don't you mean heavy metal rock doesn't blend together with
0: La di da fairies, <laughs> and and here's the thing: if people, I'm I'm not gonna let other people <laughs> dig this up because I'm gonna dig it up right now. I remember when Book Three hit, we were like, "Oh, this is uh, this is vastly different from what I was expecting," and we made fun of it. Yep. So I don't necessarily want you know this show to ever, once a year in December to turn into Ryan doesn't like you know the new book because it's vastly different from the last one. Uh, but it it was just it was jarring, but once they played through and now that we've discussed it a bit and, and I, I, I like where it's going. I want to see more of it. You know, we've got yet another, you know, mysterious, uh, hero that has been presented to us. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Peony remembers things that they did in their cool. dreams when they were ch- children. And maybe she knows some stuff that yeah,
1: def- uh, definitely feels like with Peony, something happened in the past in our dreams or in Alphonse and Sharina's dreams that peony is not proud of if not actually did something bad
0: or maybe maybe she discovered a secret that she doesn't want to she's not ready to tell them at this point like they i don't know something about their mom mother or father or something about their history with that who knows we i mean i'm sure they'll drip feed us for the next you know year about it but um we probably we we're not going to get another story chapter until January, right? Like it's sort of mid-January that they kind of pick back up cuz we got two special banners coming up, right?
1: Most likely we will not get any more story chapters until January.
0: Okay. Well, a yes, bit of a wait.
1: Like you like you said, usually we would have we will have the Christmas banner followed by the New Year's banner. And with the pattern they've been going, we may even not get one until early february uh because they might have another hot springs banner for all we know right the fact that they only have been doing about two banners a month that would not leave much room and we already have the valentine's banner planned for um uh sometime in february Mm -hmm. so
0: Well, we shall see, see. good sir. Uh, Let's talk about the 4.0 minor updates that came uh, with Book 4. We got an arena update. You get full bonus for using a bonus hero with just one kill in arena starting next season. Quality of life coming from the character editing has been added to character screens. You can now access all skill-related features for your characters from their detail screen in most situations, including now being able to edit Sacred Seals, from the equip skills screen now we have our usual updates the euther raids and resort updates uh, new weapons slash refines for matilda arthur clive and mia which is a refine only conrad and rolf have also been added to the holy grails I need to buy me a conrad because i forgot yes so i so, gonna jump so on the that
1: arena updates a nice quality of life thing for people who do arena uh, previously you know with a bonus hero you get a max of uh, 12 points bonus if you killed every single opposing uh, uh, en- or every single enemy with your bonus hero now if you kill just one enemy with your bonus hero you get the 12 points and then you can actually use good you know good matchups to kill the rest of them and not risk losing a character trying to make sure you get every kill with your bonus hero So, it's a nice little thing.
0: Yeah, no, it's definitely a nice bonus for sure. I think uh, Mm we chatted a little bit about it in Discord, and it's uh, solid. It's a good addition.
1: And before you think of trying to game the system, you only get the 12-point bonus one time. You cannot kill everyone with the bonus hero and get 48 points. Max of 12 points, though. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You just don't have to get... Every kill with the bonus hero to get that.
0: Okay. That's good to know. Yep.
1: So. uh, Weapon refines. I haven't really looked at them. I got to go check them out. I already had Rad and Rolf. And I'll admit I still don't pay that much attention to Aether Reads and Aether Resort. In fact, I think I got some rotten plants sitting there waiting for me.
0: Don't we all... Uh, what about the, the new event that we're getting? I mean, we're going to we're gonna probably talk about it next yes. week once we've had actually had a chance to play it, but let's give them the, so, the br- basic details. Yes,
1: that new uh, mode event that I mentioned is called Mjolnir Strike. Uh, if you pop it open now, it doesn't actually activate until tomorrow, which reminds me I should probably hop in tonight and uh, make sure I've got a decent setup ready for it. Uh, but... Um, uh, the Mjolnir Strike. Uh, you have it's played out over three phases: the brace phase, which is going on right now, or prep phase; uh, the shield phase, which is a defense map against AI. Uh, where from the video, it looks like just waves of, or maybe a set number of AI enemies will uh, keep attacking two special buildings you have in the bottom corner of your map uh, that you have to protect, uh, in... Um, counter, uh, it seems from what they showed in the... Uh, like like Ryan mentioned, we'll cover it more once we've actually played through it fully, uh, but from what the counter phase seems to be like a bone gauntlet-style attack of the enemy, uh, You during the shield phase, you'll earn a, I think, depending on your score and other factors, you'll earn a number of attacks you can use against the enemy, and min-maxing wins best... Put to, Actually fire those attacks will theoretically help us um, defeat the enemy. Uh, That is all followed by a rest period. I'm not sure if that is just when the event is inactive or it actually will go through multiple rounds of the phases before it goes inactive, or it will be an event that's just always active. And you just send a rest period in between battles.
0: Yeah. You know? It seems Um, like it's going to be spread out it's a it's a like you said it's an event that seems to have a a good lifespan just as it's running with three different modes is it i know they gave us the breakdown um it's over a week is it not um they didn't
1: really i think they said it's over a week i don't know remember for sure they just said you know you have the brace phase the shield phase i think the shield phase lasts a day and the counter phase lasts a day And then you enter the rest phase. And then eventually the brace phase starts up. And at the end of each round or each set, you'll get rewards. So whether the rest phase is you know, this event's version of being inactive, and they just didn't feel like adding it as a new mode to either the Aether Raid page or the one of the other pages. This'll just be always sort of active. You know? Mm-hmm. Not sure. If we, we won't know until we actually play through it. Uh, but like I said, the brace phase is currently going on. Uh, so if you haven't yet, and we get this up before reset, um, if a, if it's after reset, then hope you remember to get in and set up your defenses, or you're gonna have a rough time from what I from what they were showing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, until two a.m. or the 2 a.m. Eastern Time or the reset on the 9th or 8th if it's your you know, the weekly reset more or less. Um, We are currently in the brace phase. You can build up your defenses. Uh, You have I believe they're called Midgard Gems or something like that. Uh, But when you go into it, you have um, I can't, I think it was Anna or someone comes to you telling you there's like millions of enemies coming. And then Thor appears. Thor, the god of war, has shown up. And she has been instructed to, you know, try and smash Asgard to pieces. And she tells us, because she believes in a fair fight or whatever, to go to the Midgard Shield, which is where we are playing out these battles, to go there. And that's our only hope of winning. And so... You know, because she believes in fair battles, and it kind of feels like you know, if we aren't able to build the shield up enough, Mjolnir will crush Asker. It kind of feels like another type of thing to toughen us up for something in the future.
0: Well, we will, uh we'll certainly experience Mjolnir's Strike this week and uh, report back. But uh, we do have the rest of Book Four to chat about in the Peony and more banner we're going to talk about the more now um we have a new thracia 776 banner with a mythic guest star as well as a three four star add-on and the grand hero battle coming shortly after this episode gets posted i think it's um it's not tomorrow is it it's this week it's the 11th i believe okay so this week at some or that's i was gonna say at some point you just said the 11th so this week on the 11th yeah whenever the bound hero battle ends is when that starts so sweet deal well let's uh let's get through these heroes and because we're already we we spent a good chunk of time on book four we got ocean scolded soldier ocean is a youth from the village of fiana he's a brash warrior Part of the Axe Club with a heart of gold, who keeps thinking or keeps things lively among the Free Blades, the local militia. This Axe Infantry unit wields Vogue. Vogue, which uh, accelerates special trigger, and at start of co- of combat, if unit's HP is greater than or equal to 50%, unit can counterattack regardless of foe's range. Ocean has one new skill in the A slot called Mirror Stance Three where a foe initiates combat grants attack slash resistance plus six during combat and inflicts special cooldown charge minus one on foe per attack. Rounding out his kit is noontime as a special wrath three in the B slot and even attack wave three in the C slot. That's your uh, generic ax guy.
1: Yeah. uh, Ossian's kind of interesting and like, you know, I enjoyed his whole chop thing during the forging bonds. (laughs) <laughs> um Rouge is an interesting new weapon with the um if he has enough health he gets distant encounter. uh but if he's damaged enough he loses that distant encounter, so that's interesting uh but yeah definitely seems to be an interesting unit i uh, probably wouldn't have minded if he had pity broken me when i didn't have any um uh blue orbs while i was hunting for peony Uh.
0: he seems like a good addition yeah like you're right in terms of his you know distant counter if he's got it got his health in the right spot um that's pretty strong i mean normally heroes who have that distant counter is just kind of built in this is kind of interesting is this the feels like this is the first one where there's like a condition built into distant
1: um I think this is the first one with a health built health disencounter i think there have been some other times where there's been uh weird conditions to get this encounter mm-hmm. um so i could be wrong misremembering this um, might be the first time we have this encounter under a condition yeah
0: i'm not sure uh okay. what about marita good old marita
1: so yes we have marita sword of stars are one duplicate character, uh, as they seem to be doing lately, which I guess allows them to put in duplicates, and we're still getting four or five new characters from the games. Uh, Marita is the princess of a fallen kingdom and descendant of the Crusader Odd, uh, who, you know, that's one of those, especially with Altina coming out, he's one of those potential mythic units, uh, who was kidnapped by slavers uh, as a child. After being rescued by Ival, she eventually falls under the spell of the Shadow Sword, uh, which is where we get the previous version of her in Heroes, uh, the Fallen Merida that we have. After being saved from the Evil Blade by Sias, uh, the version that joins us here as a red uh, this is, that would be the version that joins us here as a red sword infantry unit. Um, essentially, Sias cl- cleanses the blade. Uh, which gives us um, Rita's sword as her weapon, which gives her a plus four to the four main stats, attack, speed, defense, resistance, and disables guaranteed follow-up attacks on foes and the foes' abilities to prevent her follow-up attacks if she is not adjacent to an ally during combat. Uh, So if she's off on her own, she gets all these bonuses. Uh, She... Also comes with a new skill called Close Call, which at level 3 reduces all damage from enemies, uh, attacks, and AOE specials, not counting Rooker specials, by four times the difference in her speed and their speed, max of 40%, if she is faster than they are. So she has to have a higher speed, and then she gets up to 40% reduction of their damage. Uh, She also comes with Luna, attack speed solo and rouse attack and defense rounding out her skills
0: not too shabby so, no i'm a big fan you know i was kind of poking fun before where they had the fallen version and this one feels a bit yeah. like a palette swap but but you like you said it makes sense it, and it and it works really well when they put them side by side in the forging bonds it, it really feels yeah. like a true looking at yourself and, in the mirror that's how situation this is a
1: version of her after she's you know, been freed from the evil blade because she remembers dealing with the evil blade.
0: Yeah. And she's not sitting there like questioning, you know, she knows exactly what she's staring at as opposed to being like, I don't remember. I'll never fall to you. I am your father. No, you know, that sort of thing. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh. She recognizes the evil blade recognizes her who's still under the sway of the evil blade. And where I've gotten to in her conversation, she's trying to convince her, you know evil self or enslaved self to let go of the blade give up the blade
0: Mm -hmm. no i i I, I dig it it makes sense it it, honestly if you were to change it and i think that's where in sometimes in the forging bonds they show off like two alts or sorry the main and the alt which is like a seasoned one sort of It, it can be a little it doesn't happen often and i'm glad they they use this opportunity to kind of show that off so i i, appreciate I
1: think it. this is one of the better ways the seasonal ones feel a little just tacky oh why are you wearing that outfit or using that weapon just seems kind of cheesy mm-hmm. for sure do very much this one kind of makes sense i dealt with this evil blade and i see a version of me still under the sway of this thing i want to save me mm-hmm. you know
0: no, it makes sense. And I haven't finished the Forging Bonds for Merida yet, so I'm not really sure where it goes. But
1: Yeah, I haven't finished it either, so I don't know.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Evil. I fell. I doubt it's Evil, because she seems to be pretty cool. Uh, Mistress of Fianna. There's a village called Fiana in eastern Thracia on the continent of Jugdrol, where an indomitable swordsman woman leads a small community. almost said indomitable snowman. So... Uh, but she's not an abdominal snowman. Uh, her name is Eful and she's a hero. This sword inventory unit wields Guard Sword Plus, which inflicts special cooldown charge minus one on foe per attack during combat. Her new skill is in the A slot called Attack Slash Defense Form 3, which grants Attack Slash Defense plus X to unit during combat, and X is equal to two times the number of allies within two spaces from, uh, to plus one, max of seven. Rounding out, her kit is Ignis as a special and Chill Attack 3 in the B slot. So there's your, uh, and I guess Eiffel is the adopted mother or the, or sorry, the mother I want to be adopted mother adopted mother of, uh, Marita. I was just looking at some info here. So I guess Eiffel saves Marita and and adopts her. So there you go.
1: Yes, um, she's if not fully adoptive mother, she is considered by Marita to more or less be her mother. Uh, if I recall correctly, when I was researching Leaf in the past, I think she kind of sort of is like an adoptive mother or a parental figure towards Leaf and most of the characters as they're in hiding in Fiona at the start of the game or something like that.
0: Well a bit in the Forging Mons they kinda of bill her as the tactician of Thracia. I don't know if that's the like Thracia seven seven six. I don't know if that's the case, but Yeah. It comes off that way.
1: Not entirely sure. Um in my reading it looks like she's uh, about Tanya and stuff. It looks like they're at the beginning of the game and then something happens that they get split off from Leaf. So it's like they're around for the first couple maps and then leave for a bunch. So Hard to say for sure. I haven't played the game. So, don't really know. Uh, but as I mentioned, I was investigating Tanya, Dagdar's kid. Uh, she is a t- young Tomba boy who grew up around brigands. Uh, and as she'll mention, her father was actually a bandit. Uh, the daughter of Dagdar, as her title suggests, she has a strong bond with Osian. and joins Heroes as a new three- to four-star unit, and therefore has no new skills. She does have the Shining Bow Plus. Uh, she can get the Shining Bow Plus at 5 star, Uh that has previously been on Nina and rounds out her skill set with Ardent Sacrifice, Spur, Speed, and Resistance, and Pass, uh, with the third tier of Pass being the only skills, not counting weapon, that is locked to 5-stars.
0: Cool. So. And now yeah, this was uh, originally the character that was appearing on the banner in the Faye channel and then was, Oh, she's actually a three, four star. That's why she's terrible. Um, yeah. And I
1: think I should have been the three to four star and Tanya should have been on the banner, but they wanted to dilute your chances of getting Marita, I guess.
0: Yeah. They haven't done that in a while. Bunch of
1: people who really wanted that close call skill.
0: Yeah. It's been a while since they've kind of mixed with the, the sort of banner spread. And, still yep. feels dirty when they sometimes do it i still again yeah, me a little queasy I, I kind of understand
1: it don't say i can't say i like it i mean you could even argue we might not even get ival demoted um but like with ephraim's banner and uh him not being in the normal pool we still got demote from there so hopefully at least ival will get demoted but ival does not look to have much in the way of skills that would be locked to five star. Yeah. And she could I, easily have been the three to four star and made Tanya the last banner unit.
0: Yeah. And then yeah, they would have they would have had a better well, they would have had an even spread of color, so Yep. I agree. And I
1: might have summoned on red at that point, but with the risk of an Ival, which nothing against her, but I don't know her and she didn't look that interesting. I was like, Yeah, I'm not gonna bother.
0: Yeah. She's pretty light, I agree. Uh, let's uh, round this banner out with, uh, or all well, this these hero talk with Kempf, conniving general. Kempf is a general in Granville's uh, imperial forces. He's a member of House Frege, descendants of the Crusader Thrud, <laughs> and it's kind of gone to his head. Coming to the game as a grand hero battle unit, he has a sword cavalry unit wielding Venon Edge at five stars, which grants defense plus three. Uh, After combat, if unit attacked, deals 10 damage to target and foes within two spaces of target and inflicts status on those foes, preventing counterattacks through their next actions. No new skills, but has uh, Aegis uh, as a special at 4-star. Fortress Resistance 3 in the A slot at 4-star, and Savage Blow 3 in the C slot as a 5-star unlock. So you'll be able to battle... Uh, Kemp in, in the coming days uh, December 11th um, these are all sort of data mine skills but they're pretty accurate so they, they should be on point um, I don't know anything about this guy but he looks uh, a bit like a poor man's Reinhardt with grey hair <laughs> uh-huh.
1: coming from the same game it kind of fits also he's I'm jealous he's of Reinhardt a too an early villain you know in the game or maybe a Late villain who yeah. I mean conniving suggests yeah he does stuff that is you know, sneaky and hurts his allies as much as it hurts his enemies. So you know.
0: hmm. Well, uh let's move into the speculation corner. Book four got a lot of attention. Let's look forward uh as we talk about the special heroes coming up.
1: Well, we really don't know much about uh, what's going on? Like, we still haven't gotten that um, uh, little calendar yet. Uh, but with Ephraim and Peony breaking all the rules, uh, do you think we might end up getting Leaf or Helm in Ab- Hell in abnormal locations as uh, the main one of the first things? Um, and you know, do you think we might get them as uh, Christmas or Hot Springs? Or maybe get one last hurrah of the book two characters as Christmas or Hot Springs, mm-hmm. can, uh, possibly can, meaning we'd get a leaf vault before we get a full on normal leaf.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, can you just quickly explain like the Ephraim? How is it? How is Ephraim breaking the rules? Is that that he got uh,
1: the Ephraim duo hero? Oh uh, right, he's right, right. Not on normal banners. He's you know normally every unit that's on a banner. Stays on there. Peony being mythic makes sense, but she's, you know, not not introduced on a mythic banner. Previous two years, with um, Norm and uh, what should I call it, Air, they gave you the free copy, but you couldn't summon, or maybe like a special bonus summoning, specifically for special bonus legendary summoning thing. And then they were in the next one as normal. This one we had Altina and then we got Peony as part of a normal banner and Ephraim as a duo hero, which duo heroes are not in the normal pools.
0: So No, that makes sense. Okay, so they've broken the rules. We feel like there might be some some weirdness happening.
1: It's possible there are specific rules, but you know, previously they had their things they did and they've changed it up now
0: Mm -hmm. for sure Um, Or do you think
1: we might never get book three seasonals since every one of them is a mythic hero uh
0: here's my thing with uh the book and this is purely an aesthetic thing so so book two you had the heroes were different from our our normal sort of uh flair of heroes very you know ice specific then very uh fire specific but still fit within the aesthetics of other heroes. I feel with book three, you're dealing with a whole new beast. Whereas you have, um, lift and, or leaf or lift in thrashier sort of with the, uh, see through skin, seeing their bones type thing. Mm-hmm. I wonder how that would play for seasonal heroes. I feel it would be a little, I don't get me wrong. I'd like to see it, but it might be a little weird. Um, yeah.
1: And that's kind of my thoughts process too is that you know with the mythic status of them and just the see-through skin and flesh just feels weird to have them as any kind of seasons other than halloween and even halloween would be kind of weird because they're already halloween without being halloween
0: i wonder maybe if, if you could do them and not have it be jarring if you were to do like a you were just to make them themselves before they turned but then maybe they wouldn't be the exact same well we
1: already have them as themselves before they were turned.
0: oh i guess oh yeah yeah
1: veronica before she was turned but
0: no you're right you're right i was thinking back for a split second i was like oh but the original Lyf and thracier but they aren't Lyf and thracier they're okay. veronica and yeah okay yeah no, that's a good point Um mike i already forgot that i've already moved on man i'm on book four yeah. um I, yeah, like there is some precedence with, you know, book two heroes getting a lot of love in the seasonal side of things. So do you think, like, do we think maybe book three? I would love to see it. I think they could have some fun with it. Um, And, and, you know, even air, air would work because air, uh, air doesn't have that same, she's a little pale, but Mm. she doesn't have the bones showing through. So she could probably fit. It was
1: the most likely to show up
0: Mm -hmm. because fjorm had a bunch you know we had bride and uh new years there was a couple of them
1: yeah uh fjorm had bridal and new years almost all the book two units have gotten uh two seasonal uh just about everyone from book two got a new years um i think julgar might have not gotten the new years uh but we definitely had bride gunthra or i'm sorry fjorm gunthra Levetain, um leg yarn uh, and I creed as uh, New Year's last year, I believe. And then um, some uh, Fiorm got bridal, uh, Gunthra, Helbindi, Gilgur, and um, Levitain and Legyarn yarn got summer mm-hmm. versions. I mean, personally, I'd rather not see any OC characters on the ban- on the seasonal banners, or at most one per banner. Because I would much rather see, you know, uh, seasonal versions of units from other games. You know?
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I, I think we... Now, they don't do two Christmas banners, they just do the one, right?
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, if we were to get a... I mean, they did... New Year's last year, so I wouldn't expect a seasonal uh, New Year's this year. Uh, maybe they would, and just every year, the New Year's will only be original characters. But I'd love to see other characters doing New Year's outfits. You know?
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, well, well, we'll definitely see. Um, I, I agree with you. I want to see a couple of OC characters... Mixed in with um, similar to how they do the summer banners, where they not necessarily the two banner sides of it. I, I think we're probably only going to get one, but the way they kind of mix games, where like half the heroes are from one game and half the heroes are from another, and they aren't necessarily connected. They're and, just and
1: personally, I would prefer only one OC character per banner at most. Mm. Um, summer, I could see two because you have two banners, but otherwise, I'd much rather have three classic characters you know i'd much rather have a three houses christmas banner over a uh hero's christmas banner or uh
0: you know yeah well i I, we'll find out soon enough I mean, we don't have the calendar but we should be christmas around the corner so these holiday heroes have to arrive at some point um so look forward to those in the near future, uh, well, no game club this week, as you can tell from your, your pod catcher. We are uh, running late and we we expected as much. Uh, so next week we will return with chapter 22 of Fire Emblem Fates Conquest. Uh, we're uh, still before going we
1: straight. head on, I want to quickly mention Peony is uh slated to come back in the December Mythic banner, if right? And if you don't summon her on the current banner, she will be in the Mythic banner this year month
0: yeah then starting at an eight percent rate instead of a three so better to wait i guess right probably yeah probably smart move and uh
1: you're going after some of the other characters i mean getting a spare peony wouldn't hurt but yeah she's far better chances of getting her because you're only fighting with three banner characters and not worrying about pity breaks that aren't those banner characters so
0: Probably some other uh, stacked blue heroes as well. So, yeah. Um,
1: if I double check, I have the list of who else is going to be there in the blue this month. Yeah, quick second to pull that up. But, you know, I had added her in once I found that out. Hmm. But, let's see. December of 2019, we had Naga already showing up for that one Ooh. in the blues so we got Naga and peony um in the blue uh we're expecting ike uh reed and roy in the red only one we have so far for green is thrasir and robin and air in the in the colorless so Currently, what's scheduled for this month?
0: Well, that's good. We'll find out uh, what that banner looks like in the coming weeks as that arrives at the end of December, but it will, as Eddie said, include Peony. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. You can visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash Faye. Email the show, Faye at gamersinpodcast.com. Check out the Fire Emblem channel and the Gamers in Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find myself at our Murphy, Eddie at DrellFear. And don't forget to follow at TheGamersIn for show updates. That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week and happy summoning.